Hello, everybody, and welcome to another morning episode. Grab your cups of coffee. It is time for a pineapple theory in the morning episode. And today I'm going to be doing the deep dive into PGA 2K23, the latest golfing game starring Tiger Woods as the main head man. And yeah, I've been playing this game for uh, a little while now. Uh, I've got the release date here. So the game actually, believe it or not, I definitely can't believe it. The game came out in October, middle of October. Um, there was a like a pre-order, I think on the 11th of October. If you pre-ordered it, you got it then. Uh, and then the f game officially launched on the 14th of October. So I am well and truly a few months into it. Definitely a whole bunch of hours into this game. So I'm ready to finally give my full review on that. And yeah, I figured that would be a nice morning episode. Um, obviously, understand this might not be for everyone, but yeah, if you like video games or are still interested in this game or have played this game, I'd be interested to know your thoughts. So yeah, hope you enjoy. All right, let's start off just off of the very basics. I'm going to give you the Canadian and the UK pricing. Um, obviously, that's where our listeners are from. So you can get this game for basically $80. It's like $79.99 on Amazon. Uh, it's Canadian. Um, and in the UK, I believe it's $59.99, so £60. Um, I would definitely say off the get-go, do not spend full money on this game uh not because it's not worth it but because um it's on sale so often now um that uh yeah it kind of annoys me actually how fast this game has gone on sale and how many times i've seen it on sale like right now on uk amazon you can get it for 25 pounds um on the uh, in canada i think you can get it like 50 bucks so yeah it's uh it's gone on sale so fast so kind of annoyed um, I feel like if a new game comes out and if it's a, got a premium price tag on it, it should stay that way for a little while. Um, I would totally disagree with myself here saying that if I didn't buy it on day one launch, but that's just how the world is. Anyway, yeah, do not pay full price for this game. Trust me, it will go on sale within a month of this episode releasing. So just keep your eye open if you are interested. Um, yeah, right. So I've done a couple of things for this. So we've I've posted to Reddit and I've got a couple of comments about other people's opinions for this um, game and also if they wanted me to ask or answer any questions. Um, first of all, I'm just going to dive through sort of my own notes and then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, so as I said, this game was available for pre-order and I actually switched. I switched my pre-order, I think, twice. Um, so initially, I just pre-ordered the standard edition. Um, so for sorry, I should say for context as well, I'm going to be reviewing this game on PlayStation 4 because that's the console that I play it on, but it is on all consoles, including next-gen consoles. So yeah. Um, anyway, I originally pre-ordered the standard edition, which was just for PlayStation 4. And then for $10 more, you could get the standard cross edition. So the PS4 and PS5, um, which I then decided to change to because I was like, well, just in case, you know, I probably will love this game um, and I'll be playing it a lot. So if I am going to upgrade to a PlayStation 5 within the next few years, which will probably be likely, um, then yeah, I'm going to want to have that cross-gen edition. So I did that. And then as the game got nearer and nearer and their Instagram, the 2K PGA 2K23 Instagram was posting more and more, I fell hard for the marketing of this game and I wanted to play the game early. It was literally like, as I said, like the 11th was the early release and the 14th was the standard day. And I wanted those extra days. I wanted it to come sooner. So I then upgraded to the golden edition um, or the deluxe edition, sorry. Um, and yeah, it got you uh, 
1300 v bucks which we'll come back to so that's like the in-game currency um a hockey stick putter a golden baseball cap a golden glove and three rare tier golf balls um that is also something else that we're going to come to is the uh the the um what you call it golf balls because that, that's a whole other thing um so yeah so i upgraded to that and then got the game early and unfortunately i'm sad to say this but the game was not worth getting it early just because the game didn't fully work the way i wanted it to um it's one of these ones where yeah they should have just pushed it back an extra month or so it was quite buggy um luckily actually honestly from the sounds of it and from looking at reddit and whatnot i didn't even have it that bad some people had it to the point where the game was literally not playable um my game definitely was playable so it just yeah just crashed a couple times and it wasn't wasn't the best so unfortunately not the best launch and definitely not worth getting four days early for a slightly unplayable game um other than deluxe version there was also the tiger woods edition this was the big full one so that's cross-gen it included everything i just mentioned in the gold edition as well as tiger woods bonus pack tiger woods tailor-made wedge set tiger woods t-shirt three epic golf ball sleeves tiger woods signature sunday pack the red polo black pants tiger woods shoes tiger woods golf belt tiger woods brigstone branded balls also every pre-order apart from the cross-gen one um the gold edition up also came with the michael jordan um which i don't know if that ever really became a thing because i feel like everyone just got michael jordan um as a playable character sorry yeah the standard edition also got playable michael jordan so they kind of like said michael jordan was like a thing but then also gave it to everybody so it's it's not really a thing it's just part of the game so a little bit of uh deceptive marketing there so yeah anyway the whole pre-order thing and everything um as i said not the hottest start to this game um so yeah off the get-go not running great um okay at this time i would like to give a very uh, generic overview of this game i love this game i do I play it every single day. Um, I have a lot of fun by myself playing it. I have a ton of fun playing it with my family and my cousins and my friends. And yeah, I, I do love this game. However, this game also has broke my heart more than any other game. Just because some things are not great. And we're going to get into those. And I've got some categories and some things to talk through. I think the first thing to talk about though is the transition from PGA 2K21 to PGA 2K23. So they have a gap there. Obviously, 2022 is missing. Um, PGA 2K21, I slept on that game, honestly. I didn't get it right away. Um, I always grew up playing EA, you know, Tiger Woods games and then the EA Rory McIlroy game, and that's all I did. And honestly, other than like OG back in the day, PlayStation 2 Tiger Woods games... And then, like, golf games on the Wii and on the Switch and stuff like that. Um, and in virtual reality, I wasn't a huge fan of console gaming. Like, the Roy McIlroy one really sort of did it for me. I was, like, kind of done. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just not... I don't think console golf is really where it's at. Um, the mechanics of it, it was just a bit boring, just not quite there. Versus, obviously, it's incomparable compared to something like the Wii or even now on the Switch where you can, and in virtual reality, where you're physically sort of playing the video game while swinging around. So yeah, I slept on 2K21 for a bit and then I eventually did get it because, again, friends and family had it and then that then 
I was I was blown away with how fun it was. Um, I loved the character customization. I get to look like me and play the game. Um, the career mode was it was fine. It was pretty standard, pretty boring. But the funnest thing about the PGA 2K21 game was the create a course um, library. I didn't. I only made one or two golf courses in the game, so I didn't enjoy it so much from that degree. But the huge like hundreds of thousands if not millions of golf courses that people made both fantasy and then also real life courses golf courses being able to play them with like scary accuracy it it got to the point where i would literally play a game on pga 2k21 on a golf course that i was a i'd never played before but i was about to play in real life like i would like scout the golf course on the video game and learn the layout of the course so that when i went and played the golf course for the first time in real life it actually didn't even feel like it was the first time necessarily like i knew the layout i knew where you know surprise bunkers were stuff like that like i knew where i wanted to hit where i didn't want to miss where the water would be where it's not like stuff like that so yeah it just it honestly like tied so well into like my real world golfing <laughs> addiction and, and love of the sport that that's sort of what really took off so yeah love pga 2k21 didn't have a lot of bad things to say for it. A um, couple of things from PGA 2K21, which I didn't enjoy. I also sort of have found haven't necessarily been improved um, for PGA 2K23. Um, but those are some specific points, which again, I'm going to come on to in a minute. Um, overall, I guess the big question would be, is PGA 2K23 an upgrade from 2K21? And the short answer is, is yes but exactly like that it's like yes like it is it is an improvement but it's not necessary you know it's not like a like i don't know like if you're you're tight for money but you really want a golf game like you getting 2k21 is still gonna be like an awesome experience and a ton of fun like there's not much wrong with that game 2k23 just adds a little bit more spice to it feels like an upgrade but as good of a sporting upgrade as you can feel you know like fifa 20 you know 2021 to 2022 or or 2023 like there's not going to be a huge difference you sort of you know you upgrade the players the equipment um and you know so on and so forth and it just it feels like a newer version of the same game that's pretty much where we're at um so yes if you're into golf and you played 2k21 you liked it yeah go for it get this game on sale you'll be happy with the upgrade but if you just want a golfing game and you don't want to spend full whack for it or wait for it to go on sale, then 2K21, totally, totally still a good game that holds up. All right, let's get into my notes here. First thing I'm going to bring up is career mode. So this is a big thing that I think they definitely improved going into the new one, 23 versus 2021. Um, there's a little bit more to do. So we've got like the the rival system. So you go up against other pros and they're sort of on a tier level. Um, Tiger Woods being the very last pro that you got to beat. But you got to go against, you got to pick a specific rival. And then that next tournament that you play, you go up against them score-wise in Stapleford and everything adds up and you know get X amount of points for pars, bogeys, birdies, all that sort of stuff. And you have to beat them. And if you beat them, you get rewards. Um, those in... those range just depending on who and what um but it can be like in-game currency they can be a wearable item like shoes or a t-shirt or a hat or something they can be um uh what you call like swing sort of sorry i'm blanking horribly on what it's called but uh, you can upgrade like your clubs to have different stats um 
So like, yeah, stuff like that is is a little bit different. Um, also in career mode, I guess more on just like character in general, but you're create a character person. You get to choose, I think they're called archetypes now. So you get to sort of pick uh, where your stats swing towards more favorably and least favorably. So you could be like, you know, like the power hitter, the putter, the sort of the recovery, like those sort of things. Um, those make it fun, you know, you get to mess around with those a little bit. Although I pretty much put it on putting off the get-go, found it was totally good, and then went for the power driving sort of thing, which then lowered the putting and whatnot, and then I wasn't playing so well, so I just switched back to putting, and I haven't tried anything else since. So I'm sort of a creature of habit that way. Um, But yeah, career mode, I'm having a lot of fun with. Going into the FedEx, I still, I think I'm on my second year now. And you get to start at, like, qualification school into the Corn Ferry, into the PGA, um, which is really fun if you get the right difficulty as well where it's challenging like i mean you can by all means if you want to i did this on 2k21 you can have it set for an easier difficulty so that you're pretty much guaranteed to win every time but what i've done is i've put it on pro difficulty now and it is difficult to win like it is difficult to win but it's so rewarding when you do you really do feel like you earned it um and yeah uh the other thing it's sort of new in career mode is equipment sponsors or just sponsors in general. So for apparel, your clubs and your ball of choice, there are three sponsor spots available and different companies like Nike, Bridgestone, Tattoo Golf, 2K, Titleist, Callaway, Ping, Mizuno, like, you know, there's a bunch of different companies in there that um, will sponsor you if you're playing well enough. Your sort of relationship, your rapport with the company sort of grows. Um, and once they become available, once they like you enough, you can choose to be sponsored by them. Um, and then on that, if you pick, so for example, say you have Titleist and you want them to be your bull um, sponsor, there are then nine tiers in the sponsor spot and each tier unlocks a new item so that could be a uh, a visual item so if you know for Titleist it could be like the first one to unlock is like a wedge the second one is like a Titleist hat third one is like you know just some in-game currency fourth one is like again your swing sort of skill modification points whatever you want to call that Um, those are the different things that you can unlock um and then once you get to tier nine you've completed that um sort of sponsor spot and you would move on to a different sponsor Um, that's really, really good for like the first season, maybe season and a half. I found that like I completed the sponsors really fast. Um, like the Nike one, I wanted to fly through because like the seventh tier of Nike is like the, the (laughs) Jordan one in Chicago colorway lows, which is my favorite shoe ever. And I have them in real life. So I really wanted them in the game. Um, but yeah, once you sort of got it and it's done, you 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 can redo them. You can sort of reset them for next season. But oh sorry, they do reset when you start a new year, but it it you don't then unlock the same thing. So the only thing that you then unlock again is sort of like the swing stats and the money. Everything else you it says you unlock the shoes again, but you already had them unlocked, so it's it's not changed. So what would have been great is if they um, and I'll talk about the clubhouse pass in a minute, but essentially if they like updated to to allow the rival sort of, uh, same with rivals too, actually. Yeah, like the once you beat the rival, once you beat Tiger Woods, even in the same season, it then resets back to the first. So say there are six tiers of rivals to, to beat, I think. And um, once you beat Tiger Woods, you go back to the start and redo them. But, you know, that 
when you beat Tiger Woods, you unlock like his putter, for example. And then the next time you come around to Tiger Woods, you unlock his putter again if you beat him. Like it's it's it doesn't change. So that and the sponsors, yeah, they just sort of nine tiers isn't enough necessarily. I don't think it's sort of like one season and you're done. Maybe one and a half. Um. So yeah, if they could have found a way to sort of add more items or at least a, a few more rounds into there, that would have been fun. But in general, I like the sponsors. The biggest thing I hate with the sponsors is I play on pro difficulty mode and I have just one round, right? So I have every single tournament as set at one round, which you don't have to do. You can set it as whatever, however many you want, you know, two, three, or four. Um, I just have it on one round because I like flying through the different courses and that's more fun to me. And also it's more make or break each and every hole like you have to perform. Um, I like that sort of fast-paced pressure of it. Um, But... With sponsors, if you have a bad round, like if you finish anything above par, they drop you so fast. Like you'll get, you'll come back to the messaging board and it'll just be like, yeah, we at Titleist feel like your performance doesn't reflect well on the brand. So unfortunately, we're going to part ways, basically, is what they say. And they drop you. And when you perform bad, again, the whole sponsor system is based on how well you perform and how interested companies are in you. You lose everybody apart from 2K. Um, which is so frustrating because then it takes at least three more competitions to build up their poor again to have those sponsorships back. So yeah, I hate that. I think that it should be like three rounds on the trot playing bad. Maybe they drop you, but just one bad round and everyone's out completely. I think that's a bit ridiculous. Um, so yeah, overall career mode. I like it a lot. It just, I mean, I'm having fun playing through it every single season because I really want to win the FedEx. But as far as the other additional added things, they sort of do dry out a bit fast, unfortunately. However, that first season had a lot of fun. So, you know, it was good. Um, That then brings me on nicely to my biggest rant with this is the equipment. I'm going to split this into two parts. There's performance equipment, which actually help in-game sort of stats and help you play better. And there's visual equipment. Um... So let's start with the performance equipment. So as I said, there's archetypes of your player. So you can choose whether you're like more of a putter or a short game or a a long drive power guy or whatever. And as you rank up, you unlock skill points that you can then add to your skill tree. And so you sort of get better at certain things. But the things that you get better at are like trigger events. So essentially, you know, I, I can't explain every single one. But for example, if you hit in the rough two times then you'll have a 20 percent better recovery next time you're in the rough is essentially what it is right so it's like you can put these skill points towards something that are an accumulative like if you're playing bad we'll give you a helping hand kind of thing is is what those skill points are and then you have club upgrades the club is split into three different sections the grip shaft and head and you can upgrade each part with different statuses. So there's legendary, which is the best. And then it goes down. There's legendary is like an orange one. Then there's a purple one. There's a blue one. There's a green one. And there's a common one, which is just gray. Um, and the thing with those is they do make your stats better. So you could get a club head that increases power by a lot. But maybe it decreases like spin a little bit. Or, you know, height and uh, launch control versus, uh, I don't know, um, recovery shots. Stuff like that, right? So that's cool and that's fun and I like that, but you have to pay for each fitting of each par on each club, which is ridiculous. Like, so you get 
and also the, the the better ones the legendary tiers cost more to fit i think it's like five bucks to fit like a common one in-game currency and then it's like a hundred to two hundred bucks to f- just to fit the thing onto a club so like if you think that through i mean i i wish i pulled the actual numbers i'm sorry that i didn't but take i think it is around like 100 to 200 bucks let's go on the conservative side and say it's 100 100 bucks to fit one club head which is one part of a three-part club upgrade system thing that you can do onto one club you know you've got putter i mean there's 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 13 14 clubs that you're gonna have to like upgrade this with i mean they are split as well into like irons wedges putter driver sort of woods um but it's, it costs so much money. Like I've played through, as I say, almost two seasons, maybe two seasons now in career mode um, and been doing well other than winning the overall tournament. Like I've been doing well and winning the odd tournament here and there, which again, we're going to come on to the money thing in a second. Um, but I still haven't managed to upgrade anywhere near like even half my bag. Um, and also I just, I just don't care enough. Like it, it's, it's too off-putting with how much it costs that like I would just rather not. Um, and the other sort of, um, power upgrade is to, in terms of equipment is golf balls. So there are now golf balls that change your performance. So you can have ones that spin more, ones that roll out more, ones that are better for recovery, ones that are better for distance, whatever. And these golf balls again are in the same tier system of like legendary all the way down to common. Um, but they are, you know, they count down every round you use, you use up a golf ball. So if you get a sleeve of three golf balls, you only have three rounds and then you have to buy them again or switch to a different one that you've unlocked. Now you do unlock golf balls, but if you fall in love with one particular golf ball, after you're out of it, you have to buy them and they are not cheap. It's like 250 to refill a pack. So that again is a huge money spend. Um, and honestly the golf balls i completely gave up on so fast and here's why you unlock golf balls but you unlock completely different ones pretty much every single time so you unlock a sleeve of let's say purple ones that are almost legend you know second one down from legendary and you get three of them that are really spinny and the next ones you go to ones that are like legendary you unlock some legendary ones and they're like power balls but not so much spin you get three of them so three rounds you play that and the next one, you got to switch back to a common set of golf balls because you're out of the legendary stuff, and that's just more of an all-round golf ball. Now that sounds fine and great, but you—it's impossible to play consistent if every three rounds, your what your golf ball does completely changes. Like you can't—I couldn't, at least I could. I don't know how other people do it, but like I couldn't like keep up to date, and I kept forgetting what kind of golf ball I had. So, you know, like for example, the spin ones, like it's all fine and well being able to rip a 20 footer back, you know, spin, you look awesome. But if you've just been playing with sort of common golf balls that don't do that and you get used to how your sort of wedges are spinning in from a certain yardage and then suddenly you switch to the ultimate spin golf balls, you're, you're missing greens because of it. Like it's ripping back so fast. So I just literally, and the fact that you have to keep paying for it, it's a money spend or you have to just constantly keep an eye on, you know, how many rounds you've got left, all that. I completely ditched it. I got rid of the golf balls in terms of effects and I just went to standard. I don't equip any golf balls. I have the block standard golf ball and that way it reacts the same every single time to how I hit it, you know? Um, And I think that that just, honestly, once I did that, my improvement was huge. I got so much better, so much quicker because I could at least be consistent with how the golf ball reacted. 
Um, so yeah, I'm not at all a fan of the golf ball system. I think that it is incredibly flawed. The fact that they are consumable and they run out. Um, it's then ridiculously expensive because they are a consumable and also it's horribly inconsistent the fact that you can't realistically keep the same one without spending all your money um, so yeah golf balls I don't use at all and I would recommend that you don't either because it's just a nightmare okay so that's sort of the performance part of it um, next I'm going to come into the um, visual side of equipment and this is also where I have, this is what really broke my heart. So I don't know why, but always in games, if there's an option to customize your character, I have always been huge into that. Like the earliest version I can think of is playing on the PlayStation 2. Um, my favorite game of all time ever was Need for Speed Most Wanted. And you could customize the shit out of your car. It was so good. So good. Like to this day, I, I remember like, and I still would, I would just sit and customize cars, like not even drive them, just change the way they look. Um, and then, yeah, other games like WWE, you could customize your own character and the arena and stuff. And then Tony Hawk Pro Skater, you know, you could make your own character or customize it and build your own park, stuff like that. Anything like that, I'm all for. So PGA 2K21, you could customize your character to look exactly like you, pretty much, like it got pretty close. So really good character customization. And then there was equipment to unlock. Now, this is the big difference between 2K21 and 23 is the equipment that you unlocked, i.e. golf clubs, they changed. They were also sort of in-game power. Um, so like, you know, it, the Bridgestone driver, I think was like the longest driver in that game. So if you wanted to have a long distance driver, you had to buy the Bridgestone one. Now, what is good about 2K23 is that the visuals of the golf clubs do not affect anything at all. You can have any brand you want. And then, as I said, these club upgrades, that's what you buy. And that is um, for your clubs. Um, and also, if you visually switch your driver from like you're using like a tailor-made sim and then you want to switch out to like a Callaway Rogue, you can do that and it will not, and you still have those performance upgrades that you uh, spent time and investments into. It's just visually you're changing how they look. And I think that that is incredible. So good because I hated the fact that I had to use a specific driver to get good or whatever in, in the only cons uh, visual golf club was the putter. The putter, no stats changed. Um, but other than that, all the clubs in 2K21 did. So love that they finally got rid of that stupid thing. So that's great. Um, and but yeah, so I'm I'm a sucker for the for the stuff, the equipment. The thing I was most excited for about this game was the fact that I could play in Jordan ones in the excuse me in the Chicago colorway. Um, that was like I was so excited to get them. I rushed to unlock them. I finally unlocked them, and I love playing wearing those shoes. I don't know what it is. Just visually, it's just really fun for me. But other than that, they've not they've not done anywhere near enough equipment in this game. Like I'm I'm still as I said, this game came out in October last year. I've thought that within a month they would have updated the the in-game item store because it is barren. And not only is it barren, it is like the same stuff from 2K21, which is so painful. Like they had they upgraded like so you can get like the new stealth tailor-made driver. But other than that, everything else was the same. The putters especially. My goodness. 
they added two Scotty Camerons and one Odyssey, but other than that, it's the exact same like TaylorMade's old spider putters that you could get. Um, you know, uh, this Wilson putters and, and uh, the old Mizuno, uh, but there, there's there's no new equipment. Like it's so old and outdated in its last stuff. Like yes, you can get the Stealth Driver, but that's pretty much it. Like there's just it's just so old. No Cobra that they're not in the game at all. That might just be a sponsorship deal thing. But yeah, it's just the equipment is that. And then the apparel is barren. Like there's, I think in the old, in 2K21, there's maybe like 50 different pairs of shoes. In this one, there's maybe 10, like maybe 10. Um, you can unlock some shoes doing the rivals and whatnot, but or the sponsorship deals. But there's literally nothing in the store that you can buy. So it's 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 so barren. I've been waiting on them updating it and nothing's happened yet. So that's a huge heartbreak for me um because yeah it's just what am i going to spend my money on now something good that they did do is they added in featured weekly and daily items so you can go to the store every single day and after 24 hours there will be new items available the sad part is is that also seems to be very 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 limited because after like two weeks of checking every single day that i noticed they started repeating items that were previously available um and also, they split, split items in the daily store into gender. So whether you're playing as a male or female character, the items are male or female based. Um, and that sucks because that automatically limits. So if there's four daily items available, really there's only two available that you're going to use. Um, unless you like switching genders in the game, which you know I totally get. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, for me, I just play as, a, as my own guy character. So like everything is halved and is, is less available. Why not just make each especially because sometimes it's the same thing it just fits for a man or a woman like it'll be a red polo and it'll be like the women's edition and then next week it'll be the men's edition why not just list both of them at the same time and you get to you buy and you get both of them for a guy and a girl that would make the most sense um but yeah so they're clearly very very under stocked on terms of like apparel items and, and things like that so that was upsetting um yeah, so the daily items and weekly items are always meh. The featured items are okay, but way too expensive. Like for, so the featured items is more seasonal stuff. So around Christmas, they had like, you know, some Christmas sweaters and stuff like that. And like your golf ball as well. You can change the appearance of a golf ball, which I really like. Um, you can finally have like yellow golf balls and also like picks, tailor-made picks, stripe, um, just fun colors like blue golf balls and stuff like that. Um but yeah, the featured items in the store is like $3,000. And bear in mind, you get $100 every time you level up. And once you hit level 50, you level up basically every, I think, four or five rounds. So, you know, you're never making, even the weekly items, you're never making like $1,000 unless you play that game, like you grind that game, you know? If you're just going to log on once a day, you're never going to be able to afford anything. Um so yeah, visually, uh, as far as the visual power stuff, some's great, but incredibly understocked. Um, and yeah, whilst we're talking about the store and everything, you've probably heard me sort of saying this a lot, so I'm just going to say this now. I think that the in-game currency in this game is, and I, I try not to swear on the Monday morning episodes, but I really want to, but it's fucked. Like, it's so unfair. Like, you barely earn cash in this game. Barely. And the hardest thing to take, which I do not 
understand how it makes any sense at all. But if you win a tournament, which is, again, I've got it on the settings where that's freaking hard to do. If you do win a tournament, you get no in-game currency for that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's only about if you manage to level up um, or if a sponsorship is the next tier that you're going to get is going to be some cash. And even then, it's just going to be 100 to 250 max. If you beat a rival, some rivals are cash, not all rivals. I think every single rival should be cash. I think every top 10 finish should be cash. And a tournament win should be like 1,000 uh, V-Bucks in-game. Like it's it's You get grossly underpaid to the point where you definitely can... You have to... like. It's impossible to upgrade your golf clubs. God forbid if you were spending money on the performance golf balls. And then if you want to get the weekly fun items, like it's just, there's just not enough money in it. Which then comes on to the fact that you can buy in-game currency with real money. But even that is ridiculously expensive. I think it's like a thousand V-Bucks is something like 13 Canadian dollars. Like it's, it's all kinds of messed up is the in-game currency here and it really really bugs me and i do remember thinking that on 2k21 as well i thought that it took a long time to be able to save up and afford anything but yeah if i could fix one thing in this game it would be the in-game currency to make it more readily available and definitely available if you win if i give me give me a thousand v bucks please if i win or even just something like it just yeah it just hurts so that that's my biggest gripe with it is the in-game currency is just so messed up and then second is that yeah you need to fill up your store so that visually i've got more things to buy with my because yeah it's like i i spend a lot of time in this game trying to get money ready for some daily items that might look kind of cool um again might look kind of cool um but then it takes so long and it's so hard that when then the item store also is barely stocked with not that much interesting and the same stuff from the previous game. It's like, why even bother? So that's a bit. That's my biggest gripe is is that whole thing. Um, next thing to mention is the clubhouse pass. So this is another way. Um, so you had to spend real money on this. Um, and it's basically a season pass. So there was fifty levels. Um, and if you bought the clubhouse pass, then you unlocked everything in it um, as you leveled up. If you didn't, there was just certain free items that you would get. Um, most of the items in that were pretty good. But again, I sort of burnt through that rather quickly. And this is what their website says. So I'm going to read the official thing. It says, welcome to the clubhouse pass. PGA Tour 2K23 is here. And with it comes the introduction of clubhouse pass seasons. Um each season of the Clubhouse Pass for the PGA Tour 2K23 will refresh every 10 to 12 weeks. And each season is jam-packed with new content such as new rewards, apparel, and more. How does it work? Each season you can earn XP by completing rounds. As you earn XP, you will progress through the tiers in your current Clubhouse Pass season. You can claim new rewards and content by climbing your way up the ladder. Okay. So it was... What was it? It was 19... 19, 30, I think it was like 15 bucks, 19 bucks, something like that. Um, it says we'll refresh every 10 to 12 weeks. So the it ended the end of last year or just before last year, and it has not refreshed. It's just gone. The whole feature thing is now gone. So I completed it within like three weeks, and then I had to sit for all of November, December, waiting on this thing ending and it is not refreshed there's there's no new season there's no new items to add so again i'm hoping that this is the thing that brings me hope is that when they release the clubhouse pass they're going to add in a bunch more items 
and hoping also they will add like the old stuff from previous clubhouse passes like into the store or just add more shit to the store because my god it's it's dire um yeah but yeah the clubhouse pass so far hasn't repeated which is unfortunate because that was like again another reason to play um they have got things to keep you playing like the rival system the upgrade in the clubs the clubhouse pass the career mode like there, there are things that keep you playing this game but they're just not filling them very well and they're not refreshing them and they're not they're not done right yet like the system is there it's just it needs to be rejigged and, and sorted around a bit so yeah so clubhouse pass i like it just bring it back and uh let me get another one um all right moving on to the course making this is a huge thing with the 2k 21 game as i said that was my favorite thing about it is that it had a huge library of course created uh content that people had made and both fantasy stuff and real life stuff and yeah, hundreds of thousands of courses, and it was unbelievable. 2K23 so far is empty in comparison. Like, it is barren as well. Um, they have upgraded it so it's easier to make golf courses. There's more stuff to add to golf courses. They just added a winter mode, which admittedly is really cool. Playing golf in sort of a frozen, snowy golf course is, is a lot of fun. Um, but whatever server, whatever database these created courses are on, they have them all. And here's how I know. From 2K21, I created a golf course. I then logged on on 2K23, and there's a section on the created course that says Import Legacy Golf Course. I clicked on that, and the golf course that I made that's linked to my 2K account was there. So then I had to, I just clicked on it, and I clicked Confirm, and then it loaded it in, and now people can play it on 2K23. Why that is an option that you have to log on into your account to then load your legacy course to then confirm that, yes, you do want this to carry over to this game. I think that's dumb. Like, it's not like it's personal private information that people, like, are, are stealing or being able to stalk you. You know what I mean? Like, just add all of them. There were so many good golf courses that I love to play on 2K21 that <clears throat> there's a good chance, like, you know, some man or woman made it and now they're a parent or successful business person and you know they're off doing something else now and you know she's not going to come back on to 2k23 to upload it or or he's not going to come back to load it and it's just going to be gone now like that the, these incredible courses that they have available are aren't there and this is something that if anyone from 2k is listening to this i hope this really hurts you um i have this game and i love this game but i still log on and play your old game because the golf courses that are awesome are on it like that and yet it's so simple to have them in this because i've done it myself in my own created course like to add it in it's so easy it doesn't take very long at all i've been recording for 38 minutes this is not going to be a short monday episode i'm so sorry everyone apparently i'm more passionate about this than i thought um yeah just just import all of them make them available on the new game please um yeah, so that comes on to the available golf courses. They have added in a couple new golf courses and proper golf courses too. I think Torrey Pines uh, um, got added and uh, a couple others are going to be added. So that's cool. I like that. But yeah, just import the, the, the other courses that people have already made. Like, especially ones that if they got like over 100 plays, like it meant that people liked it. You know, people were playing it. If it has one or two and it was glitchy or whatever, no one played it and it had a lot of dislikes, then don't bring those over. But, you know, just, just, or even do, just let us, let, let us have more. Um, 
Next thing, so customizing a character, speak, sticking in the customization thing. You can no longer change your body type. And everything else seems the same. Like you can adjust your face, your eyes, your ears, your whatever, you know, skin, hair, eye color, like everything can be adjusted as to how you look. <clears throat> but you can no longer adjust your height and weight to get your body type, which you could do in 2K21. So why have we gotten rid of that? Like, why? That makes, like, that's such a huge step backwards. The fact that, like, I have to appear a certain way. Like, I can change my face to look like me, but my body type is nothing like me. I think you, sorry, you can change your height, but you cannot change, like, your sort of build and weight anymore. Um, which I think is is horrible. It's such a big step backwards because, like, the character, what's his face that I can dress him like me? He, just, he, he looks, like, ripped. You know, like ridiculously ripped. And I'm just like, that's, I just don't relate to that. And I don't, it just bugs me. Um, and same with the, you know, if you choose your character to be, to be a woman, you can't change your body type. So you're just going to have like, you know, big boobs and a big ass and that's it. Like that's the only one they give you is that standard video game sexualized thing. Um, and you, you can't change it. And I, th I just, I hate it. I think it's so dumb, especially because you could do it in the old game. So why would you not bring that feature across? Who didn't enjoy that feature? Um, so yeah, very dumb. Next thing, pro players. Um, I love this. The biggest thing that was missing from 2K21 that was so noticeable is you could not be a pro player. Now they have a bunch of, uh, signed pros, including, uh, Tiger Woods. Um, and they've got men and women. Um, they've got like Brooks, um, Canadian, uh, women golfer, like awesome. Um, they've got Ram, you know, Spanish golfer men's and, and so on and so forth. They, they got a whole, whole chunk of them in there. Uh, and it's really fun, especially because you can play against them in the career mode, in the rivals thing, obviously. You can then also, you can look at the leaderboard and see who's doing well, who's winning. My first season, Colin Morikawa was like my huge, like he was the one that won the whole thing and I could not beat him for the life of me. My second season, it was Tiger Woods. Um, and then in my, th yeah, I'm definitely on my third season. Sorry, I am on my third season because my third season, it's, it's Lee Chow, I think is the one. She's like winning everything. Um, I love that. I really do. I just, I think it ties it more into a realistic sort of thing. It's really fun to like, you know, be like, oh, fuck you, Colin Mark Howard, and then try and beat him, you know? Um, so yeah, enjoying that a lot. Being able to play as a pro is so fun as well. And you can also play as Michael Jordan and Steph Curry, and they've got some celebrities in there, and I believe they're adding more. But, and here's the big one, you cannot be these players in career mode. You have to just be your own self. So therefore, you can only play as a pro against other people online, your friends, or in like a solo exhibition game. And that's that's fine, like totally fine, all good. But why not let us be Tiger Woods in career mode? Like why not? You've already got him in there. Why like there's no there's no personal thing. The only thing I can think of is that career mode has sponsors, as I said. So if Tiger Woods obviously is hugely sponsored by his own brand as well as Nike. So maybe that's why they won't let you be playable players in um, career mode because you could technically, even though you could, you know, visually, you might not be able to change what they look like. I guess you could say that they're sponsored by like Ping or something, which they might not be. Um, yeah, just a tiny thing. But I mean... Overall, it's not a complaint because I am super happy that finally pros are in. I'm just going to take a quick sip of my coffee here. Coffee called Coca-Cola. Um, 
and yeah, it's uh, it's great that they're they're added in. Um, just yeah, I would have liked if I could do career mode or at least like set up a tournament or something. Uh, maybe you can actually. Maybe you can do that. I don't know. I haven't actually checked that one out. I'm talking on my ass there. Anyway, yeah, playable players in it. Super awesome. Gutted that Roy McIlroy is not in it. Obviously, being my favorite player, but you know, win some, lose some. Mark Howe is in it, and he's also one of my favorites, so I'll take it. All right, next one. Coming off of the pro players thing, and this is my last point, um, women in the game. So there are women in the game. Brooks Henderson um, and a bunch of others. Brooks Henderson is the one that I like. I, I love the most. So like I, I mentioned her, I think Linda Chow, and um, those are the only ones I can remember off the top of my head. But either way, there's a few playable women characters in this, and during the career mode, they mix them. So it's a unisex league. Um, anyone can win it. You can rival against women. You are playing and competing actively against men and women. And that's how it is. And I have seen so many complaints. And I'm going to read some Reddit things in a minute. And one of the things that kept coming up was this fact that, oh, there's, there's women in our league and it's it's unrealistic because, um, you know, like Tiger Woods and, and Brooks Henderson are, are never going to compete in real life. So, so why is it like that in the game? And... I'll I'll concede I'll concede before I I get mad. What I'll concede is yes, you're right. You know, currently in the world of PGA Tour, there's not a mixed PGA Tour. So if you're playing, you know, TPC Sawgrass and you want to beat Tiger Woods, and suddenly Brooks Henderson comes out of nowhere and wins, that I see how that could be unrealistic to you because that's not how it is in real life. But now I'm gonna say this. Who, like, why? Why is this Why is this a hill to die on? Like, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I'm a huge fan of, like, the idea of a mixed league in, in golf anyway. I think that golf of all sports is one that we can really start <clears throat> mixing into unisex. Like, it doesn't need to be gendered. Um, yes, there is an argument about, like, distance. You know, there is um, front tees and back tees. But... Like it's it's such a game of skill and practice and repetition and doesn't require anywhere near the same sort of like safety precautions that are in other sports. For example, American football. You don't have mixed men's women American football for you know, law of averages. Men are normally bigger, heavier than women are, so it would be unfair and less safe for the women, possibly. You know, I'm not saying that's a guarantee, but that's essentially what it is, right? Um so I understand that, but in golf, like it doesn't matter. I don't think in the real world anywhere near as much. And then take all of that into context and put it in the form of a video game. Like it really doesn't fucking matter. It's a video game, you know. Like at the end of the day, if a, if a computer is gonna beat you, it's gonna beat you. It doesn't matter whether the computer is visually representing a man or a woman. You know, it just I I just don't get it. It's not the hill to die on for me. I'm totally happy, and I get just as angry at all of them if they beat me. If a woman beats me, if a man beats me, I get mad. Um, if I beat them, I'm going to laugh in their face because I beat them. You know, like, it's just, it's a game. I'm trying to beat the computer. That's all it is. Um, so, yes, whilst it's, I understand annoyance of it's not as realistic as what it is in real life, I really don't think it should it should matter in terms of a video game, you know? That's just where, that's where I stand on it. Um, I know people are going to have uh, strong opinions against that. And on that subject, we're going to get to Reddit and I'm going to read out my post. So I said, 
Hello everyone, my podcast is doing a 2K23 specific episode and I'd love to share some thoughts, questions and comparisons to 2K21 from the actual community to talk about. So if you can post something below and say in your comment if you want your username to be read or be anonymous. I'm just not going to read usernames at all. Um, no one really said anything, so I'm just going to ignore usernames. But uh, yeah, I'm going to read out some things that people said. So this first one says, The game is definitely an improvement over 2K21. For me, the biggest change is in the short game. Chips, pitches, and splash shots are way more realistic and feel-based than 2K21. The addition of the punch shot was much needed. I also think the game forces you to think about the shape of the green on approach more than the last edition. I would have liked to have some more content and game types introduced on launch, but I think we will see more added along the way. Okay, so this person is straight away calling me out. I am... 48 minutes into this review and I have not at all said how the game actually plays (laughs) oh dear I'm bad at this he's completely right the game plays really well they added a new three-point button swing I tried that once and hated it so I stuck with a standard analog swing um but yeah the short game in this feels a lot more realistic on chipping and putting it's a lot more skill It's it's a lot harder Bunker shots, I think, need tweaked slightly. The tempo out of a bunker shot seems impossible. It's either always too slow or too fast. So bunker might need tweaked slightly. But yeah, if you're in the rough, you're punished. If you're in a bunker, you're definitely punished. If you're missing greens, you're punished. Like, it's not easy as it was in 2K21 where anything in and around the green, you can basically still have a good shot chipping in. Um, as They definitely have fixed the short game, so I agree fully with that. Also, uh, he says, you know, you have to think about the shape of the green on approach. I think you definitely had to do that on 2K21, but he, following up on the first point about chipping not and short game being a bit more difficult, yes, 100%. Like, if a green is sort of peanut-shaped and it curves from right to left and the pin is at the back left and there's a bunker defending it front, you pretty much have to play a slingshot into that. Unless you're, if you your distances are nailed and your swing tempo is nailed, I'm always going to play a slingshot into that. Because worst-case scenario, if I'm short, I'm landing short onto the green rolling up as best I can um you know versus short just going straight at it and not think taking the shape of the green into account means you're in that bunker you know it's just it's just general it's way more realistic to what sort of golf is for most amateurs in real life anyway like course management is huge like if there's a bunker defending the flag left and there's a big open patch of green grass on the right like you pretty much you know rule of percentages you you take your miss out of it you aim for the big patch of grass that's essentially what it is. And I agree with him. Um, would have liked some more game types and whatnot. Yeah, game types I think have been fine. I've been playing a lot of skins and match play um, on online with um, with uh, my cousins and, and, and friends. Um, yeah, so I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. But just more things added in general. Obviously, I've reviewed and said for sure. All right, next one. It says... Um, I think it's much improved. Playoff holes in career was massive. Oh yeah, that is huge. Um, playoff in career. So if you tie at the end and you go into a playoff now. And the only thing is the playoff always seems to be randomized. Like I've had like a three hole playoff. I've had just a one hole playoff. I've had a nearest the pin playoff. So I would like more reason as to as to why they're picking the type of playoff. But yeah, playoff holes, awesome. Um, finishing a tie and just getting win by default was very unsatisfying in 2K21. Fittings and archetypes, so that's what I was talking about, the the fittings is your, your club upgrades, um, make it so every player is unique and can have strengths and weaknesses, unlike 21, where clubs determined everything. We already spoke about that. 
it's vastly improved but just a bit harder to navigate once you get the hang of it the game is much improved oh and playing the real golfers slash nba players is also a nice addition so yeah we're pretty much on the same page there um any major glitches uh, for you all yet? In love with the realism the game brings, but I've had several online crashes and the LPGA player. Okay, and the LPGA players, just the ladies, are mixed in the tournaments and standings in my PGA career, which is weird. Overall, still a major improvement for 2K21. So yeah, as I said, on launch this game was quite buggy. It seems to be running much smoother now for me on PlayStation 4. I think on PlayStation 5 it would only be even better. Um, but yeah, he's making a point there about the LPGA being mixed in with the tournaments is weird which i disagree with entirely um okay last one this is a bit of a long one but we'll go through it and then we'll wrap this episode up so perspective playing all hp studio golf games for xbox one and some early access beta slash alphas so here we go this specific game improved graphics frame rates and some animations important to touch on the progress of each title this game is not up to par with an NBA 2K title. Very important to touch on things like lack of creator player options and customizations. Very important to touch on how club, shafts, gear impact gameplay as well as content unlocks. Um, swing mechanics and course performance. Whilst each title has improvements, I would argue this game tries too hard to be a, slit, uh, a sim and really misses the mark. Um, lastly, you have to touch on oddities. Things like playing as a male or female but seeing other genders in tournaments suggested as pro-like. If it's a sim, you should not ever do things that do not mimic reality. Also, some of the uh, special players are limited in how they are utilized, like Michael Jordan. Yeah, so again, that's the point that I can see. I get it. If, you, if you're wanting a game that is a simulation of real life, then yes, you're right. This isn't holding up to that standard. And maybe they could add a toggle option where it's like, okay, you know, on your league, do you allow uh, mixed genders or not? But either way, I just, I just don't see it, especially as like, unless you're physically playing that rival, you never really see the other players anyway. Um, there's a setting where on replays during a tournament, you can turn on like see action from other players if they've pulled off an amazing shot. But I have that switched off because I just want to play the game myself. Um, so yeah, I, I just, that's the only point that I'm, I'm not really going to agree with. Anyway wow that is the longest morning coffee episode ever and i can only apologize however apparently i'm very passionate about this game i already knew that i thought i could be able to fly through the points but apparently not anyway i promised reddit and you guys this deep dive into pga 2k23 and that is what i've done i will be continuing to play this game um with myself and my friends and family i do love it i just i need the next big update for more playable content and please add in the old golf courses and that would be awesome um anyway that has been all i hope you've all enjoyed this episode sorry it's probably not a morning episode it's a bit more energetic and 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 longer but uh anyway happy new year everybody and uh yeah thanks for listening i've been your host reese you can follow us on spotify and instagram at pineapple theory underscore podcast leave us a five star rating and review if you can that'd be awesome you stay classy at San Diego. We'll see you fucking later. Goodbye, everyone.